Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to dive into part two of your questions on my Instagram story today. Went through some of them, meant to drop it this morning, actually dropped it last night, realised that when I got up this morning, but uh, it was available for you guys last night. Still there this morning, we're going to dive into part two now, uh, go through the remaining questions here. There have been a couple more that have been added since last night, so go through those off the top two. First one comes from Chaps76. Chaps, hope you are well, mate. One of the co-hosts of the Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, champion fella. Uh, who's your rookie? of the year prediction. Uh, Chaps, mate, really hard for me to pick a rookie at the moment. I'd have to sit down and have a look at how many games guys have played. I know the NRL has this fucking ridiculous rule that's pie-in-the-sky stuff where it's if you played under five games the year before, it doesn't count, so you can be the rookie. So I'd have to sit down and look at that. But I think that the guys I would toss up, one would be Monet from the Dragons. I'm not sure how many games he's played. I think he will be right up there for it. I think your halfback at South Sydney, Lachlan Ilias, he'll be right up there. I've had raps on him for a long time. He's probably my pick at the moment because I think South Sydney will stick with him for the season. I think he'll do reasonably well. Just has to survive the first five or six weeks. If he can come out of there with two or three wins, I think Ellis will be in for a really big season. So I'm most excited about him. I also think over at the Penrith Panthers, Isaac Tago, uh, I think it could be anything for him moving forward. Uh, Joseph Suwali, I would assume he played less than five games last year or, or whatever that threshold is. So if he gets a starting spot in that Roosters side and kills it, uh, you would have to think he's going to be hard to beat as well. So a heap of options out there for Rookie of the Year. I'll do a podcast revealing my actual choice once Teamless Tuesday comes out for the first week. So I can have a look at who who's actually in favour, who's not and whatnot. Because uh, at the moment, it's a little bit hard to pick. Another guy that could get it is Aaron Booth from the Gold Coast Titans. Hooker up there. I think Sexton's played enough games to still qualify as well. Uh, Jaden Campbell, I think he might just be over it. But as I said, I'll have to sit down and have a look at how many games guys have played, what the NRL's rules are as far as who can get Rookie of the Year. But right now, from what I know, when I'm confident L- Lachlanelli has only played one game, so I know he'll be in contention for it. I think he'll be right up there. Thank you, chaps. Guys, if you are listening, you obviously are listening if you can hear me. 
dumb thing to say. Make sure you go and listen to the Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, doing sensational things. They've been with me since day one. Love those blokes. Uh, Caleb.Macca69, Rugby League 5, coming soon. Talk about that, G. Yeah, uh, I'm not huge on gaming, to be honest with you. I don't really have a PlayStation or an Xbox or anything like that, so it doesn't overly interest me. But when I was a kid, I used to play the Rugby League games. wasn't all that crash hot at it, but did enjoy it. I've actually got a caravan down the coast, which we've got like a PS2 in there, and we have actually got the Rugby League games. So always give it a whirl, but... Uh, yeah, it's pretty bang average, those old games. Apparently, the, the new ones are mad. It looks like this this new one will be very good. Uh, I know that some of the Tigers boys got measured up for it the other day. So, really exciting for Rugby League. I know there's a lot of very keen gamers uh, in Rugby League, especially a lot of my followers. I've got messages about this left, right, and center the last week or so. I think Clarkie put up something about it. So, very excited for you guys to be able to get Rugby League Live 5. Should be exciting. But for me doesn't really move the needle nothing against gaming or, or anything like that I, one i'm not very fucking good at it so that's probably why i don't have a huge interest in it uh but two yeah just never really been on my radar realistically but exciting for you guys uh ainley ross best lock in the nrl really tough mate i think right now it has to be between cam murray and isaiah yo uh, I like Cam Murray more as a footballer, but I think Isaiah Yeo will probably win the 13 jerseys in most rep sides because of his connection with Nathan Cleary. Every team that Isaiah Yeo can possibly be picked in, Nathan Cleary will be in. So I think that combination will take them a long way. Uh, but Cam Murray, if I had to pick between Murray and Isaiah Yeo, I would pick Cam Murray in my team because I just think he's a bit more of a rounded footballer. Uh, but when if you tell me Nathan Cleary is my halfback, I take Isaiah Yeo every day of the week. Radley is my probably third best. I've always said for a long time, I think he's the best lock forward in rugby league. But he's given up too many rep jerseys now. He's given too many opportunities for these guys to go and play grand finals, to go and play and dominate in the Origin Arena. Uh, so as much as Radley's probably my favourite out of all of them, I would have Radley in third, simply because uh, the other guys have achieved more. They've shown on big stages they can handle themselves. I have no doubt that Victor Radley will uh, prove that he can handle himself in the Origin Arena, etc. He's, al- he's already delivered in grand finals. Uh, but right now, as it stands, probably because of suspensions, injuries, whatnot to Rads, I have to put uh, Murray and Isaiah Yeo on top of him, as much as I probably don't want to. But I think that if Radley plays a full season, he gets to play Origin, the Roosters go back to the finals. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm sitting here at the end of the season going, well, Radley actually played a whole season, and I think he's the best lock forward in rugby league once again. So I think it's a three-way, three-way race between those guys, uh, and it's going to be super exciting to watch this year. Brandon Smith is also going to play 13 now, so he's going to enter the conversation for 2022, which is going to be wild. So it's going to be a four-horse race. Any four of those guys could win Dallium Look of the Year, and I would not be shocked in the slightest. Brandon Smith is going to be a real spanner in the works for those guys. But it is the golden era of locks. I'm so happy to see it happen. If you've been listening to the Guru Podcast for a long time, you know that we've been dribbling about this for a heap of time since we started, essentially. So good to see. Love watching a good 13 rugby league. I mean, I didn't even mention Jake Trevojevic then, which is pretty scary. That's how good the lock forwards are at the moment. Uh, when is the Sharks' next premiership window? Mate, I honestly think a premiership window could be opening here. Um, obviously, every team has their premiership window open to some extent, uh, but I genuinely think this team could contend over the next few years. I think their window is probably opening this year with all the players coming in. I don't think they can win it this year, but I definitely think that you've got the potential to win a comp over the next few years, especially if Craig Fitzgibbon is as successful as I'm expecting and as a lot of people are expecting. I think it will take time, though. As I said, I don't think this will be the year. 
I think best case scenario, they, they could finish fourth. Uh, but I think down the track, especially if they manage to land a seven somewhere, um, I'm still not ruling out Mitchell Pierce in the future, to be honest with you, even if it's only for a year or two. I'm not ruling him out. Very close with Craig Fitzgibbon, etc. Could win a premiership, the Sharkies. Uh, see how it plays out there. All right, let's have a look at our next one. This one comes from Cole Moore. What are your thoughts on a NRL's nine season? or several tournament series. Yeah, look, I love it as a fan. I think it's unreal. But the reality is that the season is already really long. The season is already really damaging on bodies. We got to that final series last year. And the Panthers, for example, I think eight out of their 13 were injured. And, you know, if it was probably round two, probably weren't going to play. Instead, they played three weeks of straight grand finals, essentially. So season is really long. The season is really tough. Our guys are getting battered and bruised from pillar to post. So I'm not overly keen to extend the season. I think it's fantastic with what we've got. The more you add, I think that the quality goes down, the more injuries you see and stuff, which I don't want to see. As a fan, I absolutely love it though. I think it'd be great if we could work out a way to do it with like, you know, a a lot of cup players or whatever, but then the standard wouldn't be as high. So it's a tough balance to be honest with you. Uh, But there definitely is that, which we're coming into now, sort of the February period where, you know, once the Super Bowl done you're sort of in a bit of a lull for sport until the NRL kicks off now they are televising trials which is sensational to see uh, but yeah I, I love the nine tournaments I love the preseason tourneys and stuff I think they're unreal but if I was a coach uh, I'd be doing the exact same thing as what coach is doing right now which is just pull guys out of these things left right and center say there's injuries etc uh the indigenous maori game is obviously a very special thing on our calendar as a coach i would i would almost want to be selfish and pull my guys out of it but i understand how important that game is and i think most coaches understand how important that game is not only the rugby rugby league but to both cultures so they let their guys play but i'm sure that if given the option and it didn't mean as much uh to people i think coaches would be pulling their guys out of that i mean we saw it with the all-stars before especially with the nrl all stars when it was you pick one player from each fucking team and then six guys get ruled out and someone else gets picked it was a bit of a nightmare uh because you want to be ready for round one and a coach's job is to win games in the season to make finals not to hand guys out for trial games and um you know exhibition games in the preseason so it's tough balance uh this is why we lost city country as well it wasn't overly meaningful too many players were pulling out of it too many coaches were stopping their players from playing in it Uh, and i think it'll be similar for the more things we bring into the preseason, unfortunately. As much as I do love it as a fan, as much as I think it's good to see. But, yeah, I'm really happy with the quality of rugby league we have in the NRL at the moment. It's about to get stretched with another team as well. They're going to throw buys in there, which will help teams as well. As a fan, I hate it, but it will help sides there. Uh, thoughts on Ewan Aitken being an 80-minute second rower for the Warriors. That one is from the Papa Rudds. Thank you for your question, mate. Yeah, love Ewan Aitken in the second row. Love him as a footballer. I like everything about him, to be honest with you. Uh, he will be playing in the second row this year, at least to start once Tohu Harris returns. It'll be interesting to see if he stays there or moves around because they've got a plethora of our forwards in that squad. But I think you and Aitken, along with Josh Curran, showed that they're the two best back rowers, uh, and it ain't close. So it might be a little wake-up call to some other back rowers there. I'm looking at guys like Eli Katoa, who burst on the scene but has been very disappointing since. And you've still got Bailey Siren in there, a couple of other guys that have been impressive, but definitely weren't at you and Aitken's level last year. So definitely one for all super coach players to be very, very excited about there. Uh, next one is from Big League, a Big Les League podcast. Les, thanks for your question, mate. Do you think, uh, do you think we will get a number of Dolphin signings in the next few days? I know they've got a number of young guys that they have signed and they're trickling them out slowly. I, I don't think there will be a landslide of uh, announcements, really. So I think you'll get maybe one or two a fortnight uh, leading into the season. Then as the season starts to go on, you'll get more and more coming out. But... Um, 
yeah, I wouldn't say a number of Dolphins in the next few days, realistically. Well, this was, uh, the, I put this question out, what, Saturday? It's now Monday. Yeah, so, I mean, we haven't really heard any since. Jesse Bromwich, we've heard the Mark Nichols rumours. I'm not sure if that's been confirmed or not, but Benny Dobbin, especially when it comes to Queensland media, uh, his reports are normally pretty on the money. Uh, Matthew Castle with Abby Curacao coming to the Tigers 2023. Who should they keep out of Little and Simkin? Um, mate, I'm not sure if Madge is overly keen on either of them, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think both are very similar players. I love Little coming through. Spoken about him for a number of years. Injuries have really derailed his career. I would say that last year was probably his most impressive year. He did some really good things. But at the same time, Madge kept bringing Simkin in. Whenever he played, he was impressive as well. Had a couple of low moments. Obviously, uh, there was his missed tackle against the Rabbitohs that cost them the game in the back end to some extent when he was at first marker. But he is a young footballer. He's learning his trade. Uh, I think he's got a big future ahead of him. People have said to me he's he's Harry Grant. I think he's so far from Harry Grant, it's not funny. But I think he's a really solid footballer. Uh, regardless, though, Api Curacao, he is going to be my guy. Got to remember as well, like depending on where they want to play Adam Dewey, if the, he ends up being their long-term six, which, you know, I, I think that's probably his best position. As much as I didn't think it was going to be his best position, uh, you've then got to fit Jackson Hastings, Luke Brooks. One of these guys could become a 14. You've also got Tyrone Peachy there. So a lot of moving pieces. I think that these two hookers could be the losers out of this whole situation, though, realistically. Uh, this one's from Tarek Giorgio. Uh, do Roosters win 2018-2019 grand final if they kept RTS and never have gotten Tedesco? Yeah, it's a, it's it's obviously impossible to answer uh, accurately, mate. But Roger was obviously killing it uh, in his move to fullback. But 18 and 19, James Tedesco was a different kettle of fish. Uh, it's scary to think where RTS could have been if he stayed at the Roosters. I mean, considering how good he was at the Warriors, and with all due respect to the Warriors, if you were to compare the Roosters' track record and the Warriors' track record of turning really good players into superstars, you're obviously leaning towards the Sydney Roosters. Uh, and Roger was unbelievable there. Went to the Warriors, did an ACL, still won a Dalian medal, was still incredible. So at the Roosters, it really could have been anything. He's gone through a lot of halves pairings at the Warriors, a lot of center wings there as well, a lot of transition times. Uh, what's he been through? Two or three coaches as well, I think, off the dome. So. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, if he was at the Roosters with the quality of players they have, learning of Cooper Cronk, learning of Luke Keary, uh, with a Daniel Tupu, with a Joey Manu, with a Latrell during that period, uh, with Trent Robinson as well. I don't know. It's 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 impossible to say, but yeah, I, I would probably lean towards they do. I thought those teams they had were sensational, but once again, impossible to say, and I don't think that's taking anything away from James Tedesco. They did it with him. So they proved they could do it. I think they will win more comps with James Tedesco. But Roger, uh, an unbelievable talent that I think he would have been very successful there. Would have been different to James Tedesco and the Roosters would have played differently. Uh, 
you know, probably would have been one of the greatest highlight reels we've ever seen, just quietly. Uh, but yeah, I think they could have won it, but that's not definite. Can't really make that decision, mate. Cooper Island, Smokies for Origin this year. Uh, I spoke about Ruben Cotter the other day. He's my big Smokey to make his debut for Queensland. If I could get a betting on market on that, I'd actually bet on him playing this year, to be honest with you. Uh, outside of that for Queensland, I'm not overly sure. Uh, New South Wales, when I look at their side, there's a heap of young centres that I think are up to it, but they're not going to get picked over Turbo and Latrell. I don't think the wingers change. I don't think you can leave Brian To'o or Josh Adokar out. So, And I, I personally think Cleary and Luai are just about locked in. The only guy I think could knock them out is probably Luke Keary. Uh, but I, I just I can't see a world. I mean, if Penrith... If Penrith wins 70, 80% of their games before Origin, which I think is incredibly likely, I just can't see Jerome Luai falling out of that side. Uh, the only game New South Wales lost last year was without Jerome Luai. He then went on to win a premiership. Um, I think you'll start to see the highlights and everything return to Luai's game now that Matty Burton's gone. I think he'll go back to his ball-playing self. Uh, so I think more people will be talking about him. I think Luke Keery will be braining it and putting pressure on them. But I just don't think... There's anything Kiri can do in the first 10 weeks that will do enough to cover Jerome Luai winning a premiership last year and winning the Origin Series in a record victory and then losing without him realistically. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't see many changes to this New South Wales side. The only guys that I think could be Smokies to make their debut are probably Victor Radley and Ryan Pappenhausen. I wouldn't be shocked if one of them earns the 14 jersey or on the bench. I'll throw Nico... Is Nico Hines Queenslander in New South Wales? I think he's New South Wales, Nico Hines. He's another guy that I think has the potential. Um, the other guy that I would throw in, and I, I think it's going to be a tough knock for him because there are so many front row forwards, but just keep an eye on Stefano at the West Tigers. Uh, he obviously got brought into the squad last year. Freddie is a fan. I think by the end of last season, he was one of the premier front rowers in rugby league but because he was at the Tigers not many people were talking about him people were still talking about him don't get me wrong but I don't think people realized how good he was going so he's another one that I think could be a smoky but the front row is absolutely stacked so I think it's going to be a tough gig for him to get in realistically which coach is under the most pressure to get results this year this one's from Jono Tawala um yeah interesting one coach under the most pressure uh, I mean, I, I think Ricky Stewart's under a bit of pressure, to be perfectly honest with you. I think that there's guys below him that have done worse, but none of them have a team like Ricky Stewart. So I think he is under a little bit of pressure down there in Canberra. Uh, Trent Barrett, I think he's got a heap of squad there that should do well. Uh, so he's, he could argue he's under pressure, but I think he's reasonably safe under Phil Gould at the same time. I think they're pretty close. I think he'll be okay. I think Hook is okay at the Dragons. I mean, if it wasn't for them having the fucking barbecue last year, which I guess you could point the finger at Hook and say he doesn't have control of his squad or whatever, I, I really do think they push uh, for a top eight realistically. They were going great until that moment. Uh, Warriors, I think they'll be okay. I think Nathan Brown's been through the absolute ringer over the last year or two with them playing away from home and everything, so I think he will be okay. Yeah, I'm not really... Uh, probably Toddy Payton is definitely under pressure. I think that he needs to get wins. He needs to get wins quickly. I think even if he does... Like, like realistically, the, the Cowboys could double their wins from last year and still finish 10th. So uh, I think they're in for a pretty tough gig, to be perfectly honest with you. So a lot of coaches under pressure. I said at the start of last year that I didn't see any coaches getting sacked because there was so many guys in a honeymoon period. The only guy that got sacked was Johnny Morris, who made finals the two years before that. I don't think Johnny Morris got sacked because of his 
lack of coaching ability. I think he got sacked because they were looking for an opportunity to bring Craig Fitzgibbon in. Uh, so I think Johnny Morris at South Sydney, I think he will do well now. But yeah, the honeymoon period is over for a number of teams now. And I think 2022, got to get used to saying that, is going to be a test for a few coaches that are under pressure. Are there any more questions here that I haven't gone through? I think that's all. I've got back to the questions that I answered last night. Uh, we have got a rookie that we're going to talk about this afternoon, I believe. Uh, a rookie from the Penrith Panthers that I think is worth keeping an eye on in 2022. But I don't think you'll miss him. I think you'll make a big splash and you'll be well and truly aware of him. I think you'll score a heap of tries and I think you'll set up a heap more as well. So one to keep an eye on. Stepping into that left center role, I'm tipping uh, that Matty Burton won the Dallium Center of the year from, which is going to be a tough gig, but I personally think this kid is up for it. Stay tuned for that this afternoon on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.